Yo, 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 where do you think you're going? What do you think you're doing? You better chill out. You better sit down because the Our Success Podcast is about to begin. Good morning, good morning, tribe. I hope you're all well. This is take two of this episode because Brian accidentally deleted everything. So we're going to have to (laughs) delete it here. It definitely wasn't me. It was definitely Brian, as you guys know. Brian, how do you feel about that, man? You know what? Uh, like one great man once said, uh, mistakes come and go, but life is only here for once. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever said that. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic morning and you're getting ready. There's a lot going on here, so we want to kind of capture a few things and a few thoughts of our own that have been kind of uh, on top of our minds, and we want to kind of share those with you guys. And the number one thing we want to address today is where is your money going, right? So because a lot of this stimulus package stuff that has been coming out and you guys have been asking a lot of questions about it. So there's some new stats that we want to share with you today and they're kind of scary. So let me kind of pass the microphone around. Let's say good morning to everybody. Let's see how everybody's doing. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Enjoying the really hot weather that we've been having lately. I actually kept the windows open last night so uh, in our bedroom so because it was so hot. So yeah. oh, The weather in Reno is just as hot as the stock market, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Sometimes it gets cold like the oil market, but that's a, that's a different story. How you doing, B? I'm doing great. Like you said, uh, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm feeling. All right. Just leave it at that. <laughs> feeling guilty. Huh? That's what. <laughs> all right, guys. So one out of every four Nevadans has already filed for unemployment. Think about it. That's 25%. That's a crazy, crazy statistics because, I mean, if, if you imagine every four people that you know, one of them has already filed for unemployment. That's not including those that have been trying to get through and haven't been able to get through yet and or those small business owners that will never actually qualify for unemployment, right? Because if you've been paying uh, through your unemployment insurance as an employee, you qualify for it. And if you haven't been, it seems like you you won't qualify for it. And I also heard from some of you guys that there are certain uh, professions or industries that also don't qualify for it as well based on the guidelines. So it's a lot of unemployment. And I know, Chris, you've been doing a lot of research about the Great Depression and you've been reading a lot about Ray Dalio and uh, the 1929 and 1930s and all the way to 1945 what do you know how's this time similar to then um so yeah like you said i'm a big ray dalio fan so um i've been following him a lot and i definitely tend to agree with his analysis which is that um we're gonna move this period's probably gonna be more like the 1930s through 1945 period um just because of how much uh, debt there is, corporate debt is the highest it's ever been. You know, credit card debt is really high. Um, student loan debt is is really high. So um, we just have a lot of outstanding debt, and that at a certain point is going to be need to be thought about, need to be restructured. We also haven't discussed how we're going to pay for the massive stimulus slash bailout money that they've. Um, that they disperse to everybody. So I definitely think we're going to hit more of a depression era. And um, yeah. 
I think there are two sides to that argument, right? Some certain people say that, hey, the shutdowns were wonderful. That's the reason why our numbers are so low. And our numbers actually here in Nevada, luckily, thank goodness, have been super, super, super low. There's a gentleman here in town that I'm friends with. I think he's in the real estate market as well. He posted a graph that was doing certain math numbers on this graph. For example, he was saying that the Nevada population is uh, 3,080,000 people, for example, and he was talking about how many people have been uh, positive for COVID-19. This was probably uh, this was posted exactly a week ago, and the number of people compared to the population that have been testing positive is 0.001325%. So let me repeat that again. Let me round it up. It's 0.001%. Now, compared to Nevada population, also the number of deaths that we've had uh, up until a week ago, it's 0.00005. Let me repeat that again. The death rate compared to how much population we have here in state is 0.00005. So there are four zeros and then five, right? So people are arguing that, hey, we need to start opening up our states. I know Nevada joined the Western states as well, the pact that they have made to open up the states, but also people are just getting restless. I don't know how everybody got through April. Somehow everybody made it work, but I think come May, come mid-May, a lot of people are going to have a lot of overdue payments. And then on top of that, to Christie's point, we still haven't figured out who's going to be paying for all this stuff. So there's a chance, especially here in Nevada, we might start seeing income tax for the first time. I think in states like California, you're going to see a lot more construction workers. You might see a lot of construction taxes. You might see your gas taxes go up. Little things that we don't pay attention to necessarily, right? We might see sales tax go up just slightly. We don't notice it, but it still adds in, right? And it still eats into your pocket. So today's conversation is where is your money going? And I want to kind of get some of the thoughts of Christy and Brian as well as they're both coming up to see how you guys feel. And also towards the end, we're going to talk about solutions. There's a lot of solutions that people like Robert Kibosaki or or Warren Buffett are suggesting, and based on our research since 1850s, we've had 33 of these recessions happen so far. So there's a lot of data for us to uh, be able to protect ourselves with. This is your first time, Brian, going through something like this. How does it feel for you? What are you doing to prepare yourself? Um, it feels a little bit uh, strange, just because like you said, it's my first time kind of going through this. But at the same time, kind of when you start looking at numbers and when you start doing a research on like how many times it's happened before, it kind of eases my mind a little bit more. So um, to prepare for it or to kind of be like on the safe side, I think it's just a matter of trying to cut all my costs, like my my non-essential costs, you know, everything that I don't necessarily need so I can save money and be able to take care of my little family and support the other ones around me as well. So it's not really... Uh, I try not to uh, have too much anxiety of it because like you guys know I get a lot of anxiety out of a lot of things and I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys out there can relate to that but at the same time I ease my mind with again doing a little bit of research on numbers and just trying to save up being smart about it. It also seems to me that you're also doing a hell of a lot of research as far as improving your skill sets, right? And I think a lot of times you do that subliminally, and maybe a lot of times uh, people of you and I's generation, they don't necessarily know that, right? So why don't you talk about that? Because yesterday or a couple of days ago, you learned how to do text marketing messaging for the first time. You're doing a lot more knowledge-based stuff when it comes to analytics and learning the technical side of how to run a business online. Why don't you talk about that a little bit so that way we can hopefully inspire some of you guys out there who are listening as well, 
because this is the time to cut your costs. But like my dad said, he, <laughs> my dad always used to hate uh, summer, but like winter because he would also always say that I can always put on yet another layer of clothing on, but in summer I can only take off so many, right? So when it comes to your costs, you can reduce it as much as you can, but you can only reduce it so much, right? You still have certain costs that like food, you have to eat at some point. Uh, Bella needs her diapers, you know? So what are you doing as far as your research goes? Talk a little bit about that so that way people can also realize that this is the time for me to sharpen my ax. So yeah, I mean, there's certain ways that you can go about it. Uh, like, again, like how you were saying, I learned how to do the, the text messaging platform. Uh, I feel like it's super important to learn how to do new things, especially like online, because the more you do things online, the more you're going to start seeing that, hey, like everything's moving online, like businesses are shut down. What's another way to make money? What's another way to to uh, earn more, you know, ha have that kind of a cash flow kind of coming in. And I feel like it's super, super important. I I'm 22. I'm turning 23 this this year. And um, for me, you know, being the youngin that I am, like, if for at least what I've learned so far is that the more you know, like the more you're worth and the more skills that you have, the more people kind of look for you. And, the, the, you know, because I mean, let's be honest, like who's going to look for you when you're just stuck at home every single day doing nothing? I mean, even if you know how to do one or two things, like who's going to come looking for you? No one. That's why there's a lot of millionaires and billionaires out there from what I've uh, looked into that know a lot of things. That's what they get kind of sought off after, you know, they get looked for because they know a lot. So people want to learn from them and people want to know what, what kind of information that they have so they can kind of absorb that. And I've been lucky enough to, to be around like a few mentors, including Ash, that I get a lot of information from. So if you guys can even like, obviously like not everyone is super, super lucky to have a mentor and that's okay. I feel like for the most part of my life, I, I didn't have a, a mentor, you know, until kind of, I, um, I met Ash, like a, a real, real mentor, like Ash, I've never really had one. So it's only been a couple of months that, that I've been around Ash, but before that it was years, probably like 14, 15 years, you know, ever since I, I had my, my last mentor that I considered, I guess, like a family member. So throughout those years, like I had to do my own research. I had to like look for my own mentors online and like in newspapers or in like books or yeah, especially books that I read. Like I got a lot of mentorship out of those books. So you don't have to necessarily have a mentor right in front of you to learn. Like there's a lot of books out there and I know a lot of my generation, at least 95% of them don't like reading. They don't like going into books. They think that's boring. They, they, they just don't like it. And even if the ones that do like reading, I feel like most of them might not be reading the best things that, that, that are out there for you. So if you can learn, you know, uh, learn a lot of things from books, from articles, that's, that's a route that I'd want to go. I was just talking to a 19 year old yesterday um, and she was asking about mentorship and everything else and she's in a very niche industry and I, I just don't qualify for her as a mentor and I, I have to be smart enough to know that so I was telling her how to look for mentors because a lot of you guys out there regardless of your age you might be still be 65 or 75 years of age and still ask yourself how do I find a mentor because here's the deal guys if you want to learn how to cook, don't you find somebody that knows how to cook and learn from them? If you want to be a good bodybuilder, if you want to be have a great, let's say, be in great shape, don't you find yourself a trainer and actually ask them how to do it? Because if somebody has been on top of the Himalayas, for example, a hundred times or ten times at least, you can say, hey, show me the path, guide me through it. So here's what I suggest. Get on Instagram, look up the hashtags that are related to your business. Let's say you're a photographer, right? You can go on, uh, on, on Instagram, you can look up LA photographers. 
photographers, New York photographers, or Reno photographers, or just photographers in general, right? As soon as you see that, you look through the posts that are there, you pick and choose the ones that you like, the people that you feel like based on their work, they resonate with you. You start following them. You start engaging with their, their posts. After a couple of months of doing this or a month of doing this, you're going to probably have their attention. Afterwards, listen to this, you send them a message, you say something like, hey, I'm a big fan of yours, and you leave it alone, right? A couple months go by again, a month or so goes by, you still like and comment on every post that they have, you show them how big of a fan you are, and then you send a second message. You say something like, hey, obviously I'm a huge fan of yours and I've been following you for a long time now. If you would be so kind to be my mentor, it would mean the world to me. I'm just brand new or I'm just getting started. I'm looking to learn about XYZ, whatever that is, fill in the blank, cooking, uh, plumbing, uh, doing online marketing, carpet cleaning, whatever have you have, right? Make sure you fill that blank with that thing. And then you say, hey, I'm willing to do anything and everything for you. Number one, I won't take your time very much. One hour a month perhaps would be enough for a phone call. I just am coming up and I have some questions and I would love to count on you as my mentor. Is that something that you think you might be able to do? Question mark. And you do that three, four, five, six times until you find yourself a mentor. And here's the deal. Not every mentor is good. Some mentors will tell you certain things that may not resonate with you, but at the end of the day, you're the CEO of your own ship. And I know a lot of times Christy's also had mentors too coming up because I think where she learned the most about finances and also how to manage money or the investments that she was in is when she worked at that real estate firm probably because you were also around lawyers and a lot of high-level CPAs right yeah I definitely learned a lot from that experience um, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of what Brian said about um, you know if you're sitting at home and stuff nobody's really gonna know about you or know what you're doing um, and that's a really big thing you know um, it's really interesting for me to watch how unemployment works because I've always viewed it differently like when I lost my job or something happened um, it was always like a race to find the next job like I was online I was I had sent out you know 20 30 40 resumes um, whether it was an online job or a target job or whatever it was, you know, it was always important to me to keep the cash flow going and to make sure that, you know, I could do that. So um, definitely if you are on unemployment now, I highly recommend that you are aggressively searching for work. Um, just because there still are opportunities out there. I mean, I've recently found one. I've um, when I went through the two thousand eight whole crash, there were still jobs that were available out there. You know, but you had to go after them. You had to be active. You had to be seeking them. And you know. They didn't always pay a lot, but they paid something. And if you can manage your expenses and make sure that those are down, um, you know, again, it's not it's not that you're going to be there forever. Because even if you start at Target, if you work hard, they're going to move you up to management. Because you know they're always looking for people who are motivated and can manage. You know, so it's not always about where you are at the moment or where you're going to be, but it's you have to look at it long term. You know that okay, I'm going to start here. It's okay. You know, and I'll work my way back up, or I'll. I'm going to start here and then I'm going to continue to look for opportunities. But I really think it's important not to just, you know, rely on um, unemployment to aggressively seek jobs so that you're one of the first ones in there when these jobs start opening up. 
In the meantime, too, because uh, I'll pass the microphone back to Christy to talk about her experience with mentorship. But I think one of the things that you can easily do right now, even if you're at home, even if you have a five, 10 minute break between jobs, get on social media, get on YouTube, look up how to become a better manager, look up leadership skills, look up how to become a millionaire. Guys, I can't tell you this enough. When I was coming up, when I was first migrated to the United States at age 16, 17, one of the first phrases I ever Googled and I became a, almost like a weekly habit. I would always Google how to become a millionaire every single day or every single maybe on the day at most, or at least I was basically Googling that just to learn, what do you mean by taxes? What the hell does capitalism mean? What do you mean by leverage? What do you mean by APR? What do you mean by credit score? How do I, how do I up my credit score? Have you guys Googled that? If your credit score right now is not like mine, it's not 826 or whatever it is right now. If it's not, why don't you do that? Because look, where's your money going? Right, right now, your money is all being funneled through the government. This is why a lot of libertarians, for example, want smaller governments because the less government, the less of your money that's being taken. Think about it like this. Let's say you and I work for the government, right? And we have a job to do. All of a sudden, we realize that, hey, this job is kind of difficult. I say, you know what, Brian? You know what, Chrissy? Let's hire 12 more people so they can help us with this job. But if we're not necessarily good at their jobs, and I'm not saying people are not good at their jobs, but some people are not. If you've ever been to DMV, DMV, we love you. But sometimes things kind of go wrong there, right? Just like our medical system, just like we have things go wrong in our military, just like we have things go wrong with our computers, or even our jobs, guys. Yesterday, accidentally, either me or Brian, one of us, we're not going to name names, but one of us deleted the episode, right? So things go wrong all the time. But if we keep hiring more and more people, if we keep throwing good money after bad money, that's what's happening to your money. Governments do not have money. It's your money that they're taking. So where's your money going right now? This is what we want to hopefully transition with to and right now and actually end our uh, episode with is the tactical stuff that we think you can be able to you should be able to do to actually get yourself over this. How do you feel about buying gold, Christy, right now? So I've, um, like I said, and studying Ray Dalio and, and also trying to understand, you know, the 1930 through 1945 period, um, I think that you know, when you go through a period like this, and again, you have to think of it on a much higher level because, you know, the truth is the money is managed on a much higher level than just your household, for instance. So you need to have your household in order. You need to know your finances. But there's a lot of things that go on at the top with corporate debt or bonds um, that really affect how, you know, money circulates and who gets what. So during this time uh, period, usually historically a lot of uh, like big investors and people who kind of I guess know what they're doing tend to move into more hard assets so hard assets could be gold um, I like gold more of it as an insurance policy I'd rather not have paper insurance policies for instance um, I much rather have gold um, so they move into gold, um, they move into some into real estate, if that makes sense. Obviously, the numbers have to make sense. Um, a lot of really big investors will move their money into foreign currencies that they feel are going to be stronger. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there's one other one that I'm trying to think about that I can't put my finger on all of a sudden. But um, yeah, so I would, yeah, bonds, I would not be in bonds to be totally honest with you um, I'm not a financial advisor so I'm not giving that information um, just because like 
government bonds and even corporate bonds right now, there's just so much debt that um, that would that would make me nervous. Guys, obviously we are not financial advisors and at the end of every episode we do encourage you to do your own research and learn from your, your own research because we're just sharing with you what works for us. But I think what Chrissy is referring to is the junk bonds and all the corporate debt that's out there right now. Or if you look if you, even a few years back, I believe Microsoft, for example, bought, uh, bought Skype, the uh, messaging app, for $8 billion. While Skype at that time, I believe, was only making $150 million a year in, in revenue. So if you do the math, it just doesn't make sense. That app should have been $350 million or $500 million or something like that. But for them to pay $8 billion, it just doesn't make sense. Or Snapchat, for example, is being traded or it it's obviously has investors, right? So how come Snapchat is having so much money when there's not a whole lot of assets attached to it, right? So this is what we mean by corporate debt. It's like building a castle on sand and keep inflating it to say, oh, look at our numbers, right? This is where uh, when I was, I think uh, Brian and I have both watched a documentary about Wells Fargo and what they were doing, they're basically creating fake accounts to show their investors, hey, we're growing like crazy. But the reality of it was that it's just a mirage. And what we're going through right now can be mitigated. Like Chrissy was saying, I think actually right now it's probably already too late because I believe uh, gold prices are really, really high. But think about it like this. We have a certain amount of money in circulation right now. When the economy gets to a pretty much complete halt, what they have to do is they have to lower the interest rates. They've been doing that for a long time now. They've kept the uh, interest rates for all the banks and everything else that you have around you right now artificially so low that you can actually got, get a car for two or three or four or five percent interest. You can buy a house for four or five percent interest. But when I talk to my older generation, people that are not even that old, they're like 45, 55, 65, they're all used to paying 12%, 9% interest, right? I think Christie's dad was saying at some point, when he got a 9% or 10% interest, he was jumping up and down because it was so low for him. Now, if you look at our federal interest rates, they're pretty much at zero. So what they're going to have to do, the only thing for them to do is to print more money. If we have 100 potatoes and there's 10 of us wanting these potatoes, right? These potatoes go for a low price because there's more potatoes than there's us, right? But if all of a sudden, instead of having 100 potatoes for 10 people, if we had 20,000 potatoes, then potatoes become really, really devalued. That's what's happening with our dollar. Back in the 80s, when Saddam Hussein uh, uh, decided to attack our town and our country back there, my parents started moving their money to the German money because they knew uh, the Middle East was in, in trouble, but also at the same, same time, uh, Germany was growing, right? So that's what Christie is referring to when it comes to currencies. If there is a country out there that has a different currency, and we know for a fact they're much stronger, much better, that would be a strategy. Right now, with, because of COVID, COVID-19, I think it's a global pandemic, so I don't think anybody's doing really well, but looking at statistics is really, really fascinating how Russia has been moving a lot into um, hard assets, how Russia has been really conserving. Their value has actually gone up. If you look at their national debt, it hasn't actually gone up as much as everybody else. So instead of them becoming consumers, I think they're conserving a lot more. And I think that's the direction us as Americans and as average people have also go through as well with our families and without as well, just so we can sustain ourselves through this. Any final thoughts, Brian? I just want to let everyone know that uh, 
tune in to uh, YouTube and look up Ash Sobey. Look at the uh, episode that we posted last night. It was one of my favorites. So if you look up uh, Ash Sobey episode 15, it should pop up. And if you want to talk to Ash personally, you can text the word Ash to 775-372-2008. I'll repeat it again. It's 775-372-2008. Awesome. Thank you very much for that, Brian. And I I wanted to actually say one more thing. As you guys know, jokingly, I call myself Positive Patrick because I have to always look at the the optimistic side, right? Always. Christy refers to herself as Negative Nancy because she's a lot more conservative and she's always pointing out the things that might go wrong. We still need a name for Brian. So still, still need a name for Brian. So Bougie Brian was the last thing we kind of came up with, but he doesn't (laughs) like it. So do me a favor. Still text 775-372-2008 with what you suggest Brian's name should be. Once again, that phone number is 775-372-2008. And I'll tell you what, the person that comes up with the best suggestion will get a gift card from us to your favorite store. So 775-372-2008, come up with a name for Brian. It kind of should rhyme with Positive Patrick, Negative Nancy, or something that kind of starts with a B and is clever. Any final thoughts, Christy? I don't think so, not for today. What do you think you would do if you were in the average position right now, not where you are today? If you were, for example, in between jobs right now, what do you think as your final thought? What do people have to do right this second? Well, I guess I'll just go back to you need to know what your expenses are. You need to know what's going out. Um, I would definitely be cutting my costs and, you know, trying to save as much as possible. And then also if, you know, if my job is an issue, like I said, I would actively be seeking employment. And I think it gets really easy sometimes to collect from unemployment but over time that can also not be good for your mental health and and everything so even if you are unemployment right now don't wait start actively seeking um, positions and again it's not so much about getting the same exact position or the same exact pay more so as you know just just get get somewhere establish a job and then you know you can always always work your way up or just actively continue seeking um, other opportunities I love that answer. And I'm going to channel negative Nancy really quick for a second here. Your unemployment fund on the federal level is going to run out. Just like the small business loans ran out and they had to somehow print more money or borrow more money to release yet another second phase, your unemployment fund on the federal level is not unlimited. We feel like, we pretend like it's unlimited, but I'm pretty sure it's not. And I, I have been trying to look for it to see how much money is left in there, but there's just no real solid data. If you guys find any solid data, let us know. Text us at that number, 775-372-2008. And coming up next week as well, we're excited because we're going have a lot more guest speakers rolling through our podcast so hopefully we can expand our horizons while we expand your horizons love y'all and have a great wednesday tribe if you hear something from us that resonates with you please share it with other people talk about it don't keep it just to yourself conversation creates more education and also always 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 fact check everything you hear so hopefully this creates more education for you more conversation talk to each other talk to your family talk to your friends about it and we will see you next time We'll